Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 17th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I'm back. You're back I'm, in the shed. Back in the shed. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. I, I missed it. I came home to live under par flag. Uh, somebody yeah, said yeah. me. I Some new it. regalia. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, on top of that, it's Victory Monday. The gambling pod hits again. I got Fitzy. Uh, we won. I, I'm getting texts that um, Evanston's in full riot. You know that that the people have taken over the town. The streets are flooded, this flying is, this the purple. And uh, and then on top of that, my kings, my kings. Oh, your kings! Like your bulls just don't exist. Like you're a Kings fan now. I watched the Bulls game. I was moderating from my phone, and I like they're up six or seven. I, I thought they were pulling minutes. it out. Check in 30 minutes later on my phone. They lost by like 13 points. I was like, what happened? They I don't, they were stuck on 91 for a, a, a day. It's about like, but now you're a Kings fan. So it doesn't well, even matter. Listen, I've, 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 uh, I've watched a lot of Kings basketball this year. I've watched 20 games that was, and that was an amazing game and, awesome. uh, 20 plus games. I, uh, you know, just became my team because you know, the, the, all the other sports are on when you're trying to hang out with your kid. So you just don't watch the the other sports, and you get all you can do is watch West Coast basketball. I had to pick a team. I picked the the team nobody would pick, and now they're they're killing they're in it. The playoffs, first they're amazing. Time in they're so years. fun. How fun yeah. of a basketball team are they? It's pretty great. I mean, they're, they're really fun. I just I never thought I'd see the day with like Mike Brown. Just usually not his brand. You know, obviously I came up with a, with a lot of Mike Brown experience, and he's a great guy. I just. Not not necessarily always his brand of basketball, uh, really fun. But yeah, that was that was a great game. I'm glad you've hopped on that bandwagon as soon as your team that you actually grew up rooting for uh, got knocked out. Listen, from a fledgling play-in kind of existence. But uh, I don't know another Chicago, and I was laughing. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but like Hill, that's a big. Chicago in like Easter break, spring break destination. Is it not? Maybe. Oh, it, yeah. It's a Midwesterners just like or straight down into Hilton. That. So I thought it was amusing that Fitzy, like of all the places uh, growing up, he like went there a bunch and is now what it's been his dream to win at Hilton. That. Like a, a true Chicagoan who's been going to vacation there since a kid. Only he was coming from the other side of the the, the, the Atlantic. So, I, I'm not uh, sure where narrative. where it would fall. I think it'd be a top five destination. I feel like, you know, yeah. Naples is number one. Naples yeah. is overrun with Chicagoans. Um, yeah. and the that, Island's a big one, right? Yeah, uh, like that whole, that whole West Coast of Florida, you know, yeah. Sarasota down to Naples is just Chicago. Chicago okay. South. Then you've got Scottsdale. Scottsdale's a popular Ooh. one because it's kind of like, you know, it's just a little bit longer of a flight. So you get Scottsdale in the mix there. But then you get up into, like, I think Hilton Head would be probably in, in the three to five slot for pop in most popular uh, 
Chicago spring break locations. Ton of Ohioans. I never went there, but there were a ton of Ohioans always in Michigan, just pouring big Ten, pouring down to Helton Ed. So that that's that's your you know Fitzy fitting the narrative. How about how about him? How about him getting after just a guy you know and and ruining his chance to go back to back like the greats Davis Love, Boo Weekly, and uh, who was the other one? Boo never went back to back. Yeah, he, he did. He won multiple. I don't think he, he went, went back, back to back. back. That's because BG was the the boo stopper. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Well, then BG Tour must have had a uh, maybe. Tom's uh, had a bad tweet. There have only been two back to back winners. Maybe that was there was a cutoff. I think there was three. Two. There's DL three yeah. Boo, okay. and I can't remember who the other one was. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, Fitzy is the the just a guy stopper. That was a great uh, Sunday. Amazing. I, everything about the week after the Masters is not supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be Sadoshi Kadaira or whoever kind of <laughs> putting out and a rain delay, you know, tape delayed wind, things like that. Uh, but Hilton has been great the last like three, four years, five years. Um, and we got another good Sunday. I was not necessarily super committed to it early in the week, but obviously it came through. It's just, you know, master's fatigue. Everybody's on the road the last couple of weeks, and, and but it, it delivered on Sunday in a big way. I'm all so. for Hilton Head being a designated event, and I'm also yeah. all, f- all for it not being the week after the Masters. I'm, I, yes, I, I, I like, totally agree. I texted you this. It's just like, you know, it just doesn't feel like we should have a designated event after ma- majors. It's just like, you know... We need we need a little come down from I, yeah. from it. It can't. It, it was an awesome week. Like, yeah. But I had a really hard time getting into the golf earlier in the week. Like, it, you know, I was yep. I was still getting back, but just in general, if if we want to talk about product, we want to talk about fans. And I saw some tweets about this. Is how am I supposed to convince my you know, family that I have to watch golf on another weekend after I spent all last weekend watching golf, right? If you think about it that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yep, I, I agree with you. It should be sort of a, a gentle uh, easing back into a normal tour event, not not something with all the stars where it's supposed to be 20 million in a purse that's bigger than the Masters. I would, I would also throw travelers in this bucket. I was just thinking about like, I'm the same way with you. I think Hilton Head should be a designated event. Maybe not every year, but should be firmly in the designated event. Travelers should also get it occasionally. That's been a pretty strong event in recent years. Look at you, pulling for the free socks. No, drama and interest. Like, it's had some good finishes, right? Aside from that disaster of a playoff that went eight hours. But I can't have it the week after U.S. Open or a week after the Masters. I, I agree with you. But, hey, I the think tour. they really want it that way too, because the players want it that yeah. way. It stinks, yes, for now. It's way better do. with a little buffer, you know. Give us a little spacing here. Not to not to besmirch our own gambling prowess here. We've been crushing it. We are a gambling podcast <laughs> without a gambling sponsor. I mean, all we do is pick winners. Um, is golf becoming more predictable in this designated event, Sarah? Is it like? Like Patrick Cantley playing well this week was pretty obvious, and he played well. It feels like designated events are are and for the better almost, like an NBA type playoffs where you know the best seeds usually the be- team with the best player, not the best seed, the team with the best player, whether they 
you know, he sat 35 games and they're a six seed or not, will advance often. It feels like golf is is becoming a little more predictable, or is that just sort of an anecdotal, uh, well, reactionary thing to watching? The I best think guys constantly battle it here and designate it. I think you feel that way because we have Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm have won five of the nine designated events, right? Mm, that's fair. That I think be. that might be why you feel that way is that two guys have won over half of them um, on the year. But listen, like this is a golf course that fits certain types of players. And I think like high on everybody's board this week were the three guys that finished one, two, three. Fitzy, Cantlay, and Spieth. All three of them... You know, you're going to miss greens out there. You got to have a good short game. You got to be able to control the ball and get it around. And, you know, so I think from that sense, you know, the other thing I, I don't like about the the event the week after the Masters, it seems super unfair and I to the guy that wins the Masters to then have to go play like a, a big event. It's you're naturally I don't think we've ever seen anybody really play well after a major win, they're kind of like exhausted. The opposite. Yes. So yes. It, it's kind of like unfair to the guy that wins to do that. And I, I would love to see John Rom. I would have loved to see John Rom be playing this event and being 100% focused on it. Like he would be for another designated event that wasn't right after a major championship win. Right. Yeah. I mean, he kind of, he kind of, blew himself out of it in the first round. And after that got stronger, believe it or not. I mean, but you figure you're whatever, 72 hours removed from getting the green jacket. And now you're playing Harbor town for money again. And, and he shoots a 72. Otherwise he would have been kind of in the playoff territory based on his last three rounds uh, in the sixties. So yeah, yeah, I agree. It's not necessarily fair to the masters winner, but there are worse things. I, 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 I we've been doing this for years of just like, we love, we love to fluff guys for class and, and like just doing things that, you know, are admirable in a way. But we were doing it for Spieth when he went and played Harbor Town after the 15 Masters. Just what a total class act, keeping his commitment, going to play. Like, it's all, it is good. It is commendable. It is commendable. I'm not, I'm not trying to doubt it. It's just like sometimes the, the writing and the TV overdo it. Like the guy um, is on the front lines of, of, in a war zone or something and just not giving up. But yes, I, I, I was pleased with Rob. I love that he did that TV interview. Amazing. He was great at that for another 15 minutes when he could have signed and gotten the hell out of Dodge and gone home and put his green jacket on. I thought he was great at that. I would have loved if he had, if he had kind of gone in on Cantlay taking five minutes to hit that shot. That would have been... I don't know what everybody was talking about, about it being unpredictable and stuff. Like, what it... Did we really think that wasn't going to come out of that? I that's kind of um, how exactly how I thought it would come out, right? Really? Yeah, I mean, w- if you hit a Rob? ball, I know what he was saying, but I just don't. I don't. I didn't. I kind of was like losing my mind. I was watching my daughter and watching the golf, so I wasn't like you know. Yeah. I wasn't able to be super online, but I was going to say like, what is there to think about? This shot's going to pop straight up. Like that's what happens. Is anybody? I don't know. It just I, wait, seemed... Why was it different than the Zalatoris one in Memphis last year against the septic tank? That was a way different lie. This Stone, was just this was just like cut. a little yeah, yeah. This was just like a little ledge. Yeah, 
It's, yeah. It'd be like if you hit a pool ball uh, over a quarter, the ball pops up. Okay. I I guess. Is but that, it was also it wedged in between like the beam, the two pieces of wood. It was kind of on a funky little part of the wood too, aside from the collar. It, it was, didn't need it, it didn't need five minutes, is all I'm yeah, saying. There's just so long. Like between that, the TIO after that. If everybody hey. if everybody's blowing into the grandstand, shouldn't the TIO take like two seconds? Shouldn't the rules official well, be like drop right here? Well, that's a known thing at that hole. They put that backboard up. They what hole is that again? It's uh, fifteen. Or fifteen. That's been a thing that they even did that when there was no fans. They just put a wall up there at that hole. You remember we wrote the podcast calling that out. Hey, I feel like CBS kind of circuitously. I I don't think they can rip Cantlay for being slow, but it seemed like they were having a little fun with it. Not below talking about the clock's ticking. Time is running out. IBF on the 17th tee. Talking about he's always never hurried, always deliberate. That's a great way to swing, too. Um, I think they're dancing. They're getting cheeky. I mean, Nance talking about the cannon being able to fire off twice. Uh, if Smith goes back to back, and is that now you know an act of war? And, and last week we were in, we were out on the course, with no access to TV. Talking about Kepka's ball landed on the CW. Did you see that viral mm-hmm. clip? Yeah, the crosswalk. I, I think there's something in the punch at that at the CBS lunchroom on these events. They're having a little fun. So I thought they got it. Can't live being slow without being. This guy is a tortoise. And Immelman was also being like, these guys, he's got to play faster, especially around that that drop. So um, we're all over the place. You 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 enjoyed the ROM TV appearance. Though. It was great. I, okay. you know, I don't know how many times he'll be not in the mix late on Sunday, but it, what a delightful pop in. I mean, who else would you like to see? I thought he was really good at it, too. Like yeah, talking about the Cantlay, uh, the chip shot from the green. I mean, a lot of cool situations developed when he was on. Yeah, I think that was cool. another part of it that made it really great is that he had a lot of cool things to talk about. But yeah, I I um I have to say yesterday, yesterday, I don't know if you were watching yesterday, they went to Jimmy Walker for one of the walking talks while he was like amid a back nine meltdown. Oh no. He was just like he's, the he round slipping away. Dower <laughs> Jimmy. He can be a little he can be a little you know, he's been through some stuff, but with the lime and all that. But can we talk you, about his top fifty money exception? A little bit real quick while we're here. We haven't said a word about bits and speed, really. But yes. What about Jimmy Walker's exception? <laughs> so he was 59th on the all-time money list. And then when the live guys left, they took him off the all-time money list. Are you just erasing them from history? So then well, he was 50th. But like, why did they leave? It's, it, yeah, it, it they hasn't, their career. Right. It hasn't changed where they are on the all-time money list that they left. That is a little weird. I mean, like Jack Nicholas doesn't play on the PGA Tour anymore, but is he just removed from the money list? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not an all-time money list if you can take people off it. Well, it is for the purposes of real-time exemptions, I guess, is what they're getting at. No, but you can't take somebody off it. It's an all-time <laughs> money list. Like, if some guy, if you have the same statistic on, on the end, the NBA, yeah. it's like all-time earnings... And some guy retires, he doesn't come off the all-time's earning list. Goes to the Chinese Basketball League or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't you don't erase them. That is bizarre, but they're, so they're all of a sudden we got to get Jimmy an exemption. I, and I'm not. This has nothing to do. He's gone through a lot of stuff with the live disease in his career, and he's had he had a really good career. You know, six wins. He got out of the pancake zone. You know, the, One good major, career. Allegedly. One major. of my, Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, you, this is such a PGA Tour thing to do. This is like the J.J. Henry 300 cuts exemption. This is such an absurd exemption. It's a one-time, one-year thing, right? And that's he's in a designated $20 million purse event off of that. Yeah, it, but he shouldn't even be... Have it you can't take that. people off that list. It's not like they don't exist. I know. That's bizarre. Either they it's not, the they're done earning. It's not. They're done earning. So they aren't going to get more money, but you can't take them off the list. Did you see Dan Rappaport tweet about Jimmy Walker being <laughs> like this? This event had some fluky winners. Yes. Not fluky was the word. Out there winners. He the- put Carl Pedersen in there. The guy won five times in like <laughs> six years, seven years. Well, he also put Wesley Bryan in there. Wesley <laughs> Bryan, trick shot artist turned PJ Tour winner, legit made bo- uh, Battlefield promo, all this stuff. Legit career. Not a legit. I mean, a short, I mean, short career. He he legit- in- the injury killed him, it seems like. Yeah, I'd say to call him a trick shot artist is unfair is what I meant. Like, he's a player. He's a He's a professional golfer who won on the PGA Tour. Some people like to pop him for being a trick shot artist or whatever, but he, he did stuff at the highest level. Wes Bryan goes, Dan Rapport gets a splash of fame with Barstool and Netflix. This is insane. And now thinks he can drag my name along with a few others through the mud. I don't think he really dragged it through the mud. Not on my watch. Well, what's, what are you going to do? What's happening here? Time for a revolt, people. What are we revolting? What is this? What's the revolution? What, what are you, you going to call here? here. Is he He's calling revolting. for people to unfollow him? Like, I don't know. What's the revolt? What is this? January 6th deal? I don't know. What are we revolting? What a weird term to use there. On, t- t- on a Rappaport, that's a fairly kind of innocent tweet about some guys who were... Anyways, the West Ryan. Uh, I just, I thought up. Carl Pedersen shouldn't have been included. The guy almost won a player's. <laughs> if, if they hadn't changed the anchor thing, he was a menace. He won a memorial. He won at, he won at Harbor Town. <laughs> like, the guy was a legit get, player. And well, he's, he's, he's got the, the same, he's got the same numbers win, of wins as Rick. Ricky Fowler does on the PGA Tour, and he did it in like seven seasons. Hey, let's do an ad read for our friends at Club Champion, and then we'll talk about the actual tournament. But we'll eventually get there after the ad read. Talk about what happened with Jordan Street, the Matt Fitzpatrick, Chicago, and we'll do it for, for our friends at Club Champion. They got a big new commercial out with Paige Saranic. We didn't get asked for that one. I don't Surprise. know. Surprise! The market research, I guess, didn't approve us over Paige Saranic for the for the uh, the TV ad. They got the new commercial. Maybe next out. year. Maybe next year. We'll I gotta go, we'll I gotta do. go get my fitting, and I gotta do a little bit of content around it. So maybe that'll be maybe that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for that tryout. That's the tryout. What kind tape. of content are you gonna do? I don't know. I, if, you, if anybody has, if, if people have requests, I'll do the requests. I'm going. You have to get the fitters' faces. You need a camera guy with you. Zoom in when you. I want you take the rain cover over the bag on top. 
and then unveil what you're hitting now to those fitters the persimmon and 70s blades the, the numbers oh, are wow. gonna they're gonna be pumped these are gonna be great they're gonna be able to really juice oh, yeah. the numbers and, and those numbers 22 yard increase off the tee it might be a little different for persimmon boy over there 22 yard increase off the tee 17 yard increase with irons and 10 yard better dispersion when you go to get fit at club champion you use the promo code friday one word, all caps, use the promo code FRIDAY. You get 50% off. That's a good amount. Half off your fitting cost with the purchase of a club. Look, this is the way to buy clubs. Don't be puttering around in some you know, uh, distributor or retail store that's not going to do anything for you. And just be like, oh, this one looks nice. I'll take this. That's what a dunce would do. That's what an idiot would do. And you need going to spend that kind of money. You want to actually get good. You want to try to get better. You want to take this semi-seriously. You don't even take it seriously, but you're going to spend the money. You might as well go to Club Champion. They will have master fitters and industry-leading technology that will dial you in based on what you want. It's brand agnostic. They're not going to fill you, stuff you with talking points from all these ads. We have some preposterous claims happening in some of these advertisements. Some of these people like invented, like they invented golf clubs that, you know, they're, I, I don't want to get into it specifically, but some of these brands with these commercials are really r- over kind of reaching. So, uh, but they, they are brand agnostic. You, they'll give you what you want. They'll let you choose from anyone, you know, 50,000 hittable head shaft combos. Just use the promo code Friday and you get 50% off that fitting cost with the purchase of a club. All right. Matt Fitzpatrick wins the RBC heritage after some Jimmy Walker and West Bryan chatter. Uh, Anything, what's your big takeaway? It's quite a quick turnaround for Fitzy. I know you picked him in one and done gambling podcast, but we were talking a week ago, not a week ago, but three weeks ago of like, who are you more concerned or alarmed about? Salatoris or Fitz? That that was a WGC match play. Fitz was kind of getting boat raced there. And then, you know, the neck was, who did we pick? No. I think we picked Zalatoris. Zalatoris. Yeah, I think we were, and we were on the. the I mean, we've, we've been on the right side of a lot of things this year on this gambling <laughs> pod, and we were on the right side of that 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 uh, topic. But um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing: he's still good at golf. Like he obviously went through a little thing, but that's what golf's all about. He had a career year last year. He was incredible last year. And there's, you know, a lot of times you have a little bit of regression. You go through these peaks and you go through these valleys, and you know. He's he's a great player. He's in that second tier. I really think like I really think and I bet the guys themselves know this that there's there's three guys and there there's a group of guys below that. And it's Rom, Rory and Scheffler and they've clearly I think those three guys probably only really worry about the other two. Um and I think the you know the rest of them are trying to catch up, and Fitzy's in that group. But he, he's an exceptional player, and I think obviously so good. really fun to watch irons. I mean, almost jarring a nine iron uh, on eighteen was fitting ending, especially especially when the course fits what you know when when it gets harder when it's like you know when there are mm-hmm. a lot of missed greens around there. It, he just seems to be even better. Um, obviously. The country club is a good example of that. Super small greens, Harbor Town, super small greens. Um, he's played well in the past at Bay Hill, where you know when you miss greens, you got to get up and down. And and he's just he's an exceptional player. That playoff was awesome. Okay, we'll go first take with it. Did Matt Fitzpatrick? So you're sitting at the desk, like whoever Max Kellerman or Stephen A. Did Matt Fitzpatrick win this? 
or did Jordan Spieth lose this? I think Fitzy won it because he had a lot of, a lot more looks to win it down the stretch than Spieth did. Like, did he? he? A, yeah, he had it. He had a look on 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 seventeen. 17 yeah, and eighteen. Kinda. Yeah, and I'd, I'd say think, in the playoffs, Spieth had the looks. Yes, aside from I, eighteen, the second time through, I had that lipper at eighteen. I thought seventeen was pretty pretty timid effort there the the playoff 17 mm-hmm. right where he kind of just he just didn't put anything on it uh i really appreciate it i mean he, he was lucky to make par on 18 in regulation that was he horrendous was. Was good putt that's good putt not a great chip um i really appreciated fitzy just putting his ball down instead of moving it but like the mark the poker chip out of the way I just be like well this is over it, i also appreciate that he didn't put the pin in that was a big win. <laughs> He's pretty vigilant about putting with the pin in, right? I mean, that that would be a little silly, though, in mm-hmm. that instance. But, uh, yeah, Spieth, <sighs> that putt on 17 was very disappointing. And, you know, he has, he has a cushion. But, but Fitzy sort of let him off the hook with his putts on, on 17 and 18, too, in regulation. So, What uh, do you think? Playoff. What would you say? I just can't get... I, it just felt like Speech should have closed him out on the, one of the playoff hole, the first two, and kind of like it, it, he's got to be pretty pissed about that. But I, it, it was a back and forth battle. I mean, I thought part. I thought Fitzy from about the eleventh hole on was yeah. incredible. I mean, the approach shots he had good looks on almost every hole coming in. Um, I'd say he was better. He was yeah. better than Jordan's. Like you were much more. You you were you had a lot more faith than him standing over an approach shot or a, a par three tee shot. It like, felt like. Not, he wasn't great. Fun, he wasn't the great the first eleven holes or tw- yeah. first ten holes. But then from there on, I mean, he played s- s- sensational golf. The shot he hit on the par three fourteen was great. Um, yeah. Almost made birdie there. Obviously, that was that's such a great little par three. Um, you know, everybody bails left in that pin where you saw Canley obviously almost chipped it in the water. Spieth almost chipped it in the water. It's amazing what you can do with just like some contours and, and you know, everybody's bailing out over there and you have to really, I really thought that was one of the highlights for me with Rom in the booth was like Fitzy hit that and the second it came off the face, he's like, wow, that's a nice ball flight. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, when, when, it, when a guy, it, you know, it was just kind of that low bullet um it, there's so much value in having a guy who just played the golf course like yes. in the last hour or so and the guy's also got to be good you can't put a, a dial tone in there but yes mm-hmm. to that point on that shot um anything else from that final pairing it, it was really well, can we how about this this is fitzy's first pga tour win i know it's kind of unbelievable <laughs> i kind of wish zayner was on the call for it just because he would have been like, this is a big deal. Like, now that he has a major, too. Talking about the milestone. Of the, this is different kind of pressure to win. You can win over it. Whatever. Kranz, Montana. Oh. You can win there. But you can't. This is different. I, I wish we had Zayner for it. But just for that. Yes. Oh, I mean, the PGA, PGA Tour, the PGA win, tour was out touting uh, worldwide wins before the pairing. I thought that was big. Of oh, them. really? Yeah. They, they had like a little social graphic that was, I think it was like 30, 30 combined worldwide wins. I was, I was shocked. I couldn't believe they. Alliance. <laughs> alliancing there. Acknowledging other wins outside of, you know, the walls of the PGA Tour. 
outside the moat. So I, good I, win. I love it. this being uh, an elevated event. I one of the reasons I love it is the variety for the golf yeah. course wise. I think it's super important um, as they do the build these i always call it elevated event then i realize it's designated uh so as they build out these designated event you know something that i would love to be a part of but likely won't be a part of at all um is like are we going to different golf courses different types of golf courses because you really should these should be representative of different skill sets right it'd be it'd be boring if f1 went to similar racetracks every time like there's a lot of interest when they go to different racetracks and different drivers are better just the same way and i'd love for the pga tour to try and lean into this more and and start to educate like why guys are i think like like what you said what is it becoming more predictable this event is fairly predictable like you think about go back in like the history of it it's like matt kuchar always plays well here uh luke donald played well here all the time like this is a predictable event how about you educate the viewers as to why these guys you know these certain guys play well here all the time i think that's like a big next step for the p for the pga tour and telecast to go is is explaining like what why these golf courses set up so well for certain types of players and this is this is a really cool golf course it creates a different leaderboard and it was super fun this week seeing all the big names play it that usually don't play it new sink has won there three times davis love has won five obviously so do you think fitzy was in a dl3 uh situation um no i think he's just getting his act together what, you know, you, he was you, not great and, and started to get better played well at the better improved at the masters and then yeah he's starting to come back well, do you think his next feeling better do you think jordan spieth was a dl3 situation that um no i don't know i mean he did it last year he played awfully good when he had no hope of winning the Masters all of a sudden he comes charging up for his. Oh, you're um, talking about the last Sunday, week and then yeah. Um, feels like he might have been physically and mentally peaking. I feel like Cantlay or Xander was more of that. I don't know. I they're all. I guess we're just giving everybody the deal three situation. Gordon Sargent. Gordon Sargent definitely would have dominated. Oh, that Tennessee amateur event. If golf association, if Rory had played and won, it would have been the ultimate oh, DL three. <laughs> um, should we talk about Cantley at all? He was slow. The house cat just house. I tweeted Friday night. He was your one and done reaction. pick, right? He was your yeah. one. I saw I saw you out there defending your man. You were trying to provide him some support. It felt like you were you were trying to give him some good mojo, and you didn't want everybody on his back because you had you had your one and done riding on it. No, I just thought it was like he's slow. We crushed him on our Sunday podcast from the Masters. We he's slow, but like you got these like. Random like meme accounts dropping in, just trying to score points with like videos and just rip them who don't even know shit about golf. We oh, watched man. Russell Henley going after the meme accounts. Well, whoever, and then just a generalist, and I don't want to name them by name, but general sports figures. I don't know. It's like like Skip Bayless talking about Ricky Fowler can't win because he's too short physically. Like that kind of shit was happening. 
Cantley's slow. He's bad. He's really bad. He's really slow. But him becoming like this this sort of figurehead when Henley was awful, Bennett was terrible. You know who's slow as shit? Justin Thomas is pretty slow. And, you know, he's the highest rated guy. Cantley's so should he get the most heat? Sure. He's fourth in the world. He was the one that was directly in front of the final group, which was fast and getting a lot of getting, you know, having to wait in the camera time. And so this Cantley has gone viral now. For all the wrong reasons. I feel that like I feel point. like you're doing this because of B, the beat ratty part. I was going to say it's a summit. We're a summit. Yeah, the feels like it feels like it. you're trying to trying to get oh, behind God. it behind Cantley. You know, that's right. That's right. It's it's that's why <laughs> I I've feel like corrupted there's... and bought. Anyways, he's slow. He was slow again today. He was pretty bad today. Right? Yeah, he it wasn't seems like wasn't Did you see the video of Billy Foster? Yeah. Yeah. Just rubbing yeah. his face like it, he's just the, I think the thing that gets me with Cantlay is like it's very clear that he thinks that he plays his best golf when he does everything as slow as he possibly can. And I think the issue is that I have with it is just be, I you could go slow. You could do you can move slow. You could do all that. But just be fucking ready to hit. You know, don't start all your whole bullshit isn't that Fitz's deal he does all his practice swings and numbers and all that stuff before while his partners are doing everything and then he just steps up and hits when it's his turn I mean the cameras he, camera guys had to have a hard time because they had to run over you know if anybody <laughs> I, I I guess like you know this is something you probably glean a little bit more being inside the ropes uh at tournaments but like the camera guys like legit Hustling. like book it around yeah yeah. And I imagine that it's probably such a juxtaposition with with uh with Fitz and yeah. Cantley in the same yeah. group where they're like having to book it just to get to Fitz on time and set up and then yeah. Cantley they can just mosey over to cuz they know he's not <laughs> not coming on. I mean listen like the problem with Cantley is is that the way golf is televised, you know, they go to these guys at setup and it's kind of like they want to get them in their pre-shot and you get the Black. whole the whole shit the whole very, kit and caboodle every yeah. time and it's just it it wears on you over the course of 5 hours of watching i think that's the thing is like i think people get outraged by like the 13th hole watching them it's just like really like he, he there is also a bit of like lack of uh sort of remorse or care about this. How like, about that uh, post-round interview? They cut to him. It like, wasn't super. Why am I talking right now? I, that, not a big value add to the broadcast on that one. Those two questions. But we were in a room. Or no, we were with someone last week. Who knew somebody that was in a Goldman Sachs deal with him. Did you tell, say tell this us? last year or last week? Or no? Did we already say that? I, I don't, don't know, know if you did. That. But someone told us like. Yeah, the gold, the gold the, somebody who was in the room was like, not off that, like, you're in a room with a bunch of Goldman Sachs people, and, and they think the other guy's the big asshole, right? They think I think guy. it was something like the air, arrogant. Yeah, the other guy's there, and wow, is he arrogant? <laughs> Which I thought was an amusing story. But yeah, that's Cantley. He has popped onto the uh, broader sports radar for not the best of reasons. Still played a, another great week. He's pretty dialed in. Um, I, I think I'm going to jump on the Cantlay bandwagon at this point because <laughs> everybody's off it. 
just to just to th- go to to zig what everybody else is zagging. Everybody's off. I'm gonna get back on. Do you feel like we're going to a part where like um the shame there's public shame that's gonna something no. to be done about slow play because you have Kepka calling it out. You've got it seemed like Speed Fitz, Billy Foster, others are perturbed. The broadcast is dancing into it more. Um, no, obviously golf Twitter's psychotic about it. No, They're never do, they, the tour won't do anything about it because then and until they do something about it, nothing's going to happen. This week, uh, my baseball team, the Guardians, visited the Nats. Uh, so I got to like really, you know, the seasons, whatever, two and a half, three weeks old. It's my first real interaction with like watching baseball. Like I'd seen some of the spring training clips. It's pretty remarkable. It's, it's amazing. It's real. It's really what's going on with the clock there. So um, we'll see what happens with with uh, the PGA Tour. Um, all right. I think that does it for. Oh, one other question. Uh, one other bit of a. <laughs> Odds and end. We did Wes Bryan's insane tweeting. I have to talk about equally insane line of questioning. We're call out the media on our side. We called out the player for attacking the media. I want to call out fellow media. I don't know who it was. This was bizarre. This sounds like a shotgun start bit. Someone asking John Rob if he was going to take a dive. Did you see this? If he was going to like miss the, the cut? Yes. <laughs> Where did you think this was? I admire their courage, but kind of am in awe of the stupidity of actually asking him this. He goes, this is the transcript. Was there ever a thought that maybe just take the weekend off? <laughs> Rob, what? Like, throw it? You're asking John Rob this? I, this is bold. He goes, no, not throw it, but see what happens. What, what do you mean? I don't understand what you mean right now, Rob says. You played poorly yesterday, and then you come out today, and you're still tired. Why play good? What kind of question is that? Why play good? Nice. He goes, it's my job, right? Of course, like, as I'm a competitor, what an insane line of questioning. I I admire the guy asking him. Don't you feel like you should have just tanked it today and gone home? John Rahm, big boy. uh, that's, That's bizarre. I don't know who it was. Maybe we'll have to investigate. I think that does it for our uh, Harbor Town recap. Um, other odds and ends. Uh, do you care about like this, the the storm and drain about uh, Rory's WD? We talked a little bit about it on Wednesday, but then there were a lot of quotes from players since we've talked last over the weekend. Xavier or Xander, not Xavier, Xander Shoffley seems a little bothered by it. You know, like we're all watching. He better be fined or he better be pip ineligible now. Um, I just. I, I don't know. I, I find it interesting that like all these players are, are looking to I, I don't know. They're scoring points on Rory, but um, that they had their they're, they're pouncing and there's articles, you know, Sports Illustrated is writing about it. They're all worked up, you know, um, the uh the distance per shot, boys, are all worked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I uh, I wonder if they'll be in Adelaide in, in Singapore in these next couple of weeks. I un- until we have like a definitive reason as to why, I I'm gonna hold out on you know. That's that's the thing. I, I yeah, as sort of the the poster boy and the like, where he's on the Netflix video talking about how we need to stop being soft. And we have no injury or any reason given. I just, it seems, 
I don't know. It seems a little dangerous to just try to score a bunch of points like like some of these columns were doing. I mean, but. in a way, the tour it feels like right now is like almost like a uh, like you know very much like a political race where where guys are yeah. are like out to get each other all the time. You know, it's like yeah. it's, it's it's super fascinating. I mean, it's uh, I think that's like. If the tour just like leaned into the the controversy a little bit more and like mm-hmm. allowed for more of this stuff to bubble over, it'd be super awesome. You know, like obviously yeah. we have like the Lakers uh, Grizzly series, which is gonna be super. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Assuming Job Morant's not hurt, but like you know, there's just like those teams don't like each other. Like it's it's yeah. it's wonderful. I I personally like you know, especially in a Ryder Cup year. I like Xander. Trying to get some pops in, you know, maybe, I don't, maybe I don't want to say he was being pop, but yes, he did seem like, oh, it's a big question. I wonder what's going on. Well, That's especially cool. since he shouldn't be out. Yeah. If, if all the rumors, like if we want to get into like, if all the rumors are true, him and Cantley were two of the most, you know, difficult human beings to deal with through this whole thing being like, you know, about live and potentially going there trying to make this even more closed shop. Like those two guys from all the rumors were the, the real pains of the ass to deal with in the room. So, you know, if we're, if we, yeah, I like, I, 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 I don't, I hope everything, like I said, I hope everything's okay. Um, with, with what happened until we know like further what ha- what's going on. I don't, I don't feel like we, you know, you could really come to an opinion and it sounds like he's got a 3 million deduction already. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it seems like that's what they're most concerned about. Like you can't be pip eligible. What was what? I forgot what happened. Did Bryson get to get fined for some absurd well, thing last to, year? And it was like $250. Yeah. He, he was, he, yeah, he had to <laughs> fulfill some like clinic or something, but then he wasn't a member. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do like the service to make him the full pip payout. Like he was doing a kid's clinic at Sawgrass or something, but he couldn't do that. He was a member. Wasn't a member. So so that was an ongoing story from the weekend. Elsewhere. What what do you think? About what? Just the whole so, thing. I I just I think it's a little little premature to to yes, it's not great for the um everything about this designated events have been great, right? But this isn't necessarily a great look for um one of the the banner car- carriers and leaders of the tour to miss two, um, and I just assume that the miss is for you know a substantial reason. After you know the way he's led the charge on it and talked about you know not being soft and stuff. So um, I also get the other players' point of view that it wouldn't look good that a guy who's in the leadership role and has obviously a, a close relationship with the tour execs and Monahan. Not it's it's supposedly at Monahan's discretion, right? He can say, "Oh well, whatever. You missed two. Here's still your pit money." I think you probably just withhold it, and I don't think this is necessarily even about the money for Rory that much. You know, three million is is not the biggest deal in the world. Um, so, uh, what do you think I, I that? Where does the three million dollars go? It's a good question. Jimmy Walker and others, you know, pension. I, I don't know. That's probably where it goes. Or does it go to the next guy? Right? Does it go to the next guy down the list? Like nine guys are eliminated for the all-time money list? Is it's, it, been, 
big news for Colin Morikawa. Maybe he finishes 10th instead of 11th this year. That's right. Um, elsewhere in golf, Grace Kim won the Lotties Championship, got around, won, finished birdie birdie. In the it was birdie beautiful in, in Chicago this weekend. So it must have been, must have been just a delight to get such nice uh, April weather at, at Lotties. Another shitty joke. She's a I bet Lotties was bumping, bumping yeah, this oh, weekend. Sure. <laughs> like the the, first oh, big warm God. weekend. Yeah. I was yeah. texting with some friends about this. I just like, you know, I, I, I flew, I had a, I was supposed to fly out of Fort Lauderdale. That's why we didn't have a Friday podcast. Um, my flight got canceled. Yeah, it was. It was. It, and then I ended up on this long connector. Um, but anyways, I, I stopped in Chicago and I was just like looking outside. I had like a four hour layover, thinking about all the great like. It's the first warm days of the year. You get out of work. You go to a, a patio bar. And just like you just bask in your in the glory of making it, and yeah. I was I was super jealous of everybody out there experiencing yeah. that. I won. Well, I you went, fled. You're not allowed I, that anymore. I, I, you're, you're I wanted. You're soft. But, Speaking of soft, I think I want to. I want to start to like plan out, like find the first day, buy a plane ticket, and go and be an imposter. Act like I live there, and experience that first day of warm weather with everybody. Go for it. Yeah, Start doing fine. that all You're over the place. Imposter. Yep. Well, it's delightful here now. I, I feel like I got through a little of that coming back here. Grace Kim won the Lotties Championship. That was Saturday night. Uh, Spencer Levine wins on the Corn Ferry Tour from a Monday qualifier. Shot 63. Won the Veritex Bank Championship. Is How that about the that? The Rangers, the Rangers ballpark. Rangers uh, golf think, club. Texas Rangers so. golf club. Yes. Multiple multiple well, pro sports golf courses there in the Fort Worth area. He's got to be Worth excited there. that uh, Tyson Alexander wasn't in there because he had won back-to-back there. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That is right. That buddy's kid. Loves loves that Veritex. He must be t- toiling away on the PGA Tour probably now. With, I, you know what's crazy? It's like with the with the designated events, like how few starts guys get if you're yeah. in the rookie category. For Jimmy Walker, somehow, right? I know you can go a while. I mean, the Masters, yeah, small, very small field, nothing, and then you have a designated after it. What's it going to be like next year when it's even smaller? Well, it's why these the. The non-designated events should be PGA Tour Corn Ferry Mixers. Like, they should just have those. The Corn Ferry Tour and the bottom of the PGA Tour should just become one thing. That's fair. That's fair. And we never never talked about the new fall schedule, but I don't think we even need to. They came out with that news. You Um, want to talk about it? No, I don't. Uh, So that's the rest of your results. Grace Kim, Spencer Levine. Uh, News... uh, I guess we were out on the course for this, but there was criticism of CBS for not showing Phil and Jim Nance had to come out. He was on, I think the Jimmy Traina podcast for SI and defended CBS. And like, it totally makes sense. Phil was not in contention and they had two split tees and everybody's condensed all at once. And like he was outside the top 10 with 17 and 18 to go. And Nance was like, there's eight other guys at six under par and he's facing two holes that you're lucky if you come through without a bogey in 17 and 18. Uh, you're, you stood on the 17th tee. He's probably going to make a bogey and he'll finish just in, in the top 10, but not like that close. And he went birdie, birdie. And so he birdies 17. They show it and he birdies 
they follow them all through 18. So I didn't realize that was a big thing. Conspiracy theory. Maybe live live people were mad that Phil wasn't getting enough run on the Masters broadcast, but he just he wasn't close enough, and then he got hot at the end. Oh yeah, um, lives live boys are getting down to Adelaide, you know. Yeah, did you uh, last bit of news? Then we'll close it. Jed Morgan. Yeah, I saw that. Angry. Not enough events. Well, this know, is contrary to the Poulter family time and all the other stuff. Jed Morgan's mad that they're not playing enough, and it's kind of like. There's some credence to it, especially for a young player. You want to be get, getting reps. You well, want to be if, playing. if you're not a big guy, where do your other events come in? Because for, you know, yeah. for Kepka, he's got 18 starts. He's got 14 live events and four majors, right? And but like, Oman. <laughs> International Series of Oman. And Saudi. Saudi. The Saudi yeah. event, too. Yes, Don't forget right. about that. Right. But yes, I, I understand Jed Morgan. Like I, it's it's now April, and I've played like, you know, three four times. I, I could understand. Now Fifty four holes too. They're less, Adelaide, Singapore, golf, and Tulsa too. here here in four week stretch. So he'll get a little bit more. But that's the whole thing. I mean, Kepka, you know, he loves to play the week before a major, and as soon as you saw him play well that week, even if it is crooked cat or whatever. You kind of wonder that that like that's kind of the been the blueprint for him in the past. And if you're a young guy, there's just you're not getting you're that's just not getting competitive golf reps enough to to be to play well or at least get much outs. And this is kind of what Tiger talked about at the Open. If you're a young guy, you're you're like really risking a lot here. Uh, at least until the OWGR stuff sorted out, which may be never in your favor. I don't know. So. All right, I think that does it for this Monday episode—a wide-ranging episode on the Bulls, the Kings. Uh, what about Bryan your Cavs? Tweets. Your Cavs look terrible. I did. I did. Yeah, we have some holes. We need. To, we, we need a. Yes, our start. We if it's four on four, I think we'd be in good shape, but it's not. And uh, yeah, we, we've got some holes. And Tibbs kind of put put us in a put us in a bind there. Uh, in the first. I, I mean, the one, you got a guy out there that's afraid. He stands in the corner Okora, and he gets the ball and then he won't Okora. shoot it. It's like, why are you standing there then? Yeah. And then, you know, well, I don't want to get into NBA. But well, let's hear it. Teddy Osmond gets yanked around all year. Like he's on ice. They won't play for like three weeks. Then he's like critical. And then he's not. And then they've got him guarding Brunson at the end of game one. <laughs> What's going on? Now he's the guy that we want. He's critical. I think he's not a bad player. He's like a piece. Obviously, he's not anything great. But it was just they yanked him around all year. And now he's guarding Brunson. Just, it just was an I, I'm not optimistic. I think we're a really great, fun team. Good, fun team. But. Uh, the Knicks have kind of had our number. It's just, you know, unfortunate. But uh, and I think Tibbs is going to squeeze us, squeeze us a little bit. So, all right, that does it for this Monday episode of Shotgun Start. Thank you for your continued support. We'll be back uh, Wednesday. We got schedule for the week is back. We have notables. I've been sent notables from our man no on the way. inside already. Yes, we're going to have a little fun with the Champions Tour and others. So we'll be back Wednesday. Thanks for your continued support.